Hello, hello, everyone. This is Heather. This is Kara. And you're listening to I'm Not Complaining. I'm just asking. Now, this is a very special episode. Listeners, you are about to be transported, taken to a world of competition, of sport, where all your dreams can come true. Is this real life? Is it fantasy? Today's topic is all about fantasy football. Now, for those of you who are not in the know, here's a very short history of fantasy football. Picture it. 1962, a man named Wilfred Winklebach, based off baseball fantasy league in the 1950s, created fantasy football with friends Scotty Sterling and George Ross. They created the G-O-P-P-P-L. What does that stand for? Greater Oakland Professional Pigskin Prognosticators League. At the time, they had eight teams, and it was exclusive between their group of friends. Fast forward to 1989, over a million people played fantasy football. Forward to 1997, CBS launches an online version of Fantasy Football League, and as of 2015, over 40 million people play fantasy football. Our very special guest that joins us today is Robert. Hello, Robert. Hi, thanks for having me. So, Robert, you have been selected as our special guest for our fantasy football episode. Could you say that he's been drafted? Yes. (laughs) Not not just drafted, but Robert, uh, I believe you uh, hold a special position in a fantasy football league. That's right, and it's, it's an honor to be on the podcast. Uh, I've been a commissioner of my fantasy football league uh, since 2009, and uh, most of the original members are still active. Uh, we've had some come and go, uh, but yeah, it's, it's a very big deal in my life, and, uh, and it's a big part of my enjoyment of NFL football. So, Robert, how would you say that you first got involved in fantasy football? Way back in 2001 and uh, 2000, I was doing, found a league online, and I invited um, some of my pals to join me, who are also in my league as currently stands. Uh, and it was just fun to follow my favorite players and see them score points on the field and on my lineup. So how in your first fantasy football league, um, and you decided to, you know, get a whole bunch of people together to play. Did you originally play for money, or did you originally play for free? It was free, uh, although we paid like five ninety nine, I think, to like be in the league on this website that's probably debunked by now. Uh, it's not ESPN or Yahoo. It was called Sandbox. It was like a place for little kids to play. They're stealing my money, probably, but. 
Bragging Rights were on the line, obviously, and you got a t-shirt mailed to you from the website if you won your league. Wow. Do you still have that t-shirt? No, no. No, it was in high school and I was an extra 40 pounds heavier, so um, it's no use to me at this point. You mean you didn't want to hand it down from generation to generation? No, not really, no. And I don't know if I actually won my football league. I think I only won baseball back then. And uh, if you remember the, um, not the XFL, it was like the other thing they had for a second there. It was like another wannabe league. I won that one time. There you go. So, I yeah, there are, it's it's an interesting point that you bring up is that about baseball and there's fantasy leagues, not just for football, but also for baseball, for basketball, and a lot of, and soccer leagues as well. And do you participate in any other fantasy leagues other than football? Yeah, I'm a well-rounded sports fan. I'm in football, baseball, basketball, hockey. And uh, some of my family members do a fantasy survivor league based off the CBS show. Wow, I didn't even, I didn't even know they had that. <laughs> it's not official. <laughs> it's not through CBS, but it's fine. <laughs> and so, um, on a typical for a typical season, um, how many fantasy football leagues do you participate in? I've brought it down. A lot of control and a lot of less free time. I'm in, I'm in one at this point. And it, and so the, I've been in, in as many as five, probably. So the only one that you're in currently right now is the one that you're the commissioner of, and in fact, the one that I just luckily got to officially join this year. Yes, finally. Yeah, finally you... Um, served your time on the waiting list fair and square and i appreciate your patience there and yeah now you're in and uh although 2020 season's different than most years a lot of the things that we look forward to every year and uh do every year non-existent uh yeah it's, it's an exciting season already it is and and uh, it's definitely going to be exciting this week because this week we are actually playing each other, which I didn't realize until today. And when I asked Robert to be uh, our guest today uh, for the podcast, I was like, wait a minute, are we, are we playing each other in the league? And you're like, uh, yeah, <laughs> of course. A little friendly rivalry. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. It's always nice you know, um, you have someone new in the league, you're rooting for them. Obviously, not this week, but at the same time, uh, you're like, wait a second, this person needs to earn their stripes. They need to lose to everybody, go home 16, basically. How, for people who don't play fantasy football, what, how do you exactly do you get involved? What's the process? How many people do you, how many friends do you have to get together? Like six, eight, 10, 12, 14? Yeah, there's a lot of options. I've been in as low as eight and as many as 16. 12 is a sweet spot. Um, and 
if you have too many, it gets really, really deep, and you're starting the third string running back on a team that might get five carries. Uh, but if you're in an eight-team league, you're, you know, you're full of studs, and everyone's scoring three touchdowns in your lineup, and uh, you know that's fine. But there's not a lot of strategy to that type of league. So what would you say is the most, you don't have to share your strategy because you don't have to give away all of your secrets. What would you say is the most common strategy to be successful uh, in a fantasy football league? Some people take big game players uh, on, you know, the Dallas Cowboys or Green Bay Packers from Lambeau Field, you know, uh, that are you know, making millions out there, but you want to get the players that maybe are sliding on the radar later in the, the draft because the draft's the, the biggest part of your success for the rest of the season. You don't want to ignore the New York Jets who, you know, are one of the worst teams in the league right now. They may have somebody that contributes to your fantasy league, even though they may win two games this year. So you don't necessarily have to pick or go for the big names. You might go more for the consistency yeah, the big names are nice because they will be on the you know front of ESPN's website uh, often. But uh, you know, fantasy is opportunity plus you know skill, and uh, you know for a player to have the chance to score touchdowns for your team and not only their team. So if you were to let's say go through the draft day, right? So you found you found some friends that actually are interested in, in playing and you have enough people to let's make a, a twelve person league. What is the process in which, you know, how do you get players on your team? Um, do you normally I know in years past you guys normally had uh, the the actual draft day party the selection day. I know that some of your kids have helped out in the draft order, and that's always exciting. And you actually run a fantasy football league Facebook page. Yeah, there's a lot to our league. It not only is, you know, part of enjoying the NFL season, but it's like the NFL season. It has a lot to it. There's multiple parts of the preseason that, you know, I take pride in and make, you know, an effort to have other people enjoy. So typically, you know, before the season even starts, or even the draft, which is one of the best days of the year starts, uh, I'll have a recap of last year come out, which this year was up in the air. I didn't do it this year, to be honest. Um, I didn't, who knew a season was going to even happen? Who knew that we'd have week two of the NFL season happen tomorrow? Um, where I recap last year's draft, I recap how the season went, the best um, waiver wire pickups of the season. Um, I go over you know, who won, who had like the best matchup, and then go over like really anything that happened. Because our league has multiple things happen throughout the year where people change team names, um, new members come in that come off the, the wait list, or uh, and so I post that, and then the draft order selection video, which every year is posted. It usually has a you know hand-selected intro song. It has 
um, a homemade draft order poster <laughs> with also personalized team logos that I come up with. <laughs> team members don't come up with those. Uh, and then, yeah, one of my um, offspring helps run the bingo cage, which uh, is nice. It's from like Big Lots. I'd love to have one of those ones from like Verona that are ping pong ball size. Uh, but one day, I don't want to leg it a long time, so I don't have the funds that it would be nice to have that. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> and then I post that for everyone to watch, and some people watch and some people don't, which is fine. Uh, and <laughs> then draft day comes up, and like I said, best day of the year. I get to see my friends. I get to see my family, people that, you know, nobody keeps us together, you know. It's something that we talk to each other every week now and we're looking at what our pickups and uh, drops of our team look like and uh and so once the league the season starts then it like really gets crazy <laughs> and i i the one thing that i find the most interesting i participate in two fantasy football leagues so one with with you guys and you know, friends from high school. And then I have another one that it's kind of, it's kind of a mixed bag of people who are like serious, like sports fans. And then others who just, you know, pick, pick people based on what their name is or what the mascot is of the team. Or some people actually auto draft in my other fantasy football and oh, you're not allowed to say that word around me. <laughs> it's... That's, that's, a, that's a shameful word in the fantasy football, you know, um, higher ups. So well, why, why is auto drafting such a, uh, is a, let's say a trigger word for you or for, for your, as a commissioner, why would, why would the auto draft not be such a great thing? Auto draft for actual being competitive during the season is fine. It's not not good, but fancy football is not just you know give me a lineup and I'll figure it out. It's like it's a personal experience, and I went over the things I personally contributed to my league just now. It was long winded, <laughs> as your listeners will find. <laughs> But if you can't even just show up and pick your own players for your team, like, you're making me look like I'm wasting a lot of time on making this league fun. And, you know, we've had a couple times where that's occurred and uh, people got an earful from me and other league members, but they've also won the league based off of that, which is a, like, you know, gut-wrenching honor I have to bestow to them when they win the trophy, custom trophy for our league. Uh, but I don't have to do it this year because I'm in Arizona, so whatever. <laughs> so, um, and the auto draft, for those of you who who don't participate in fantasy football, is um, it's a computer algorithm. So when people do draft, um, typically a, a fantasy football team or league 
will go through a certain website, whether it be ESPN or NFL.com or Yahoo. Yeah, there's a couple else out there. Um, well, those are the main ones, absolutely. And so based on an algorithm, if you are, quote, signed up in the league for the draft and you don't actively click a button as a selection, then the computer, based on that algorithm, will pick or typically pick the top-ranked players that are still in the overall pool. Now, those are based on different positions. Uh, an auto-draft could end up, if nobody picks, let's say, quarterbacks or anything till after the first couple rounds or the first couple options, you might auto-draft maybe you know three quarterbacks in your first three picks because it's just the computer that's just selecting out of off of a list, correct? Yeah, that could happen. It's probably not very often, but yeah, it, it takes the average draft position across, you know, like you said, whatever website. So it's taking all the drafts are happening, and it's saying, well, Aaron Rodgers has been drafted in the seventh round of the ninth pick on average of these millions of drafts that are happening. So if you come up and you, yeah, you already took Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes, then guess what? Now you got Aaron Rodgers because <laughs> he's there. He's sitting waiting there for you, and it's got no brain or common sense to say, yeah, you don't need Rodgers right now. So when you're drafting your team, there are certain positions that you do have to fill. And so a typical draft would be that you need a quarterback. So the way your team is set up is the way a team – a obviously a fantasy team that you would then create and put on the field. So you would need a quarterback. You would need a kicker to kick the field goals. You would need certain receivers, whether that's a running back or a wide receiver. You also need a tight end. And then you also need a team as your defense. Yes, yeah, defense and special teams, which, you know, it is fluky, but there are, you know, specialists like punt returners and kick returners. If they take it back for six, you get six on your team. So if you had, let's say, Devin Hester, Dante Hall, like famous, like kick, almost Hall of Fame kick returners as your team defense, you're going to be getting some solid points throughout the season just because of that. And are there different ways in which you can score points? So don't different leagues select a different way in which to uh, allow certain players or your fantasy football team to calculate or accrue uh, overall total points? Yeah, it's, it's fully customizable at this point. You know, spare notice expense, as the famous John Hammond said, uh, you can have your quarterback get a point for every five yards he throws. You can have a point for um, per reception, which is very famous and kind of taking over um, fantasy leagues. That's almost like the standard at this point is points per reception because, you know, Michael Thomas caught like 140 passes last year. And if you had him on your team, uh, you know, you probably went really far, but you can have a lot of different things. Lose points if your kicker misses an extra point or, um, 
yeah, like you can have a fumble be worth negative one or negative three. So it's kind of something that before you even start the draft, you should probably figure out how I want to get my points and then strategize from there. So uh, you mentioned something important that not only can your players score points, but they can actually put you in the negative. Yeah, that's true. Um, and it doesn't often happen, but it, it has where, you know, running back, rookie running backs put in and he fumbles on his first carry and then coach yanks him. So you happen to have him in your lineup and you got you a couple negative points. And that's tough. But it usually happens when a defense just gets blown up. Uh, if they give up 40 points, uh, they might get you negative seven points. And that's tough, you know, that, you're not looking good that week. And um, what, and as you mentioned, sometimes coaches will, the actual NFL coaches will pull a certain player or a player could get injured during a game and all of a sudden that player is no longer giving you points. What do you do at that point if your player is injured? What happens then? You, you, nothing you can do. Uh, once kickoff starts and your players in your lineup, uh, it's locked. So uh, you can't do anything uh, at that point. So there's a lot of strategy with you know, yeah, injuries and uh, being able to, you know, let's say you have your tight end, because you don't usually carry more than like one or two tight ends. If your tight end's uh, looking doubtful for Monday night, or you might just want to put in your backup tight end because – you're not going to have any options once he's actually ruled out, you know, the hour before Monday night's game. Right. And so that means just like regular teams, regular football teams, you have your starters and then you have those who are riding the bench and they're waiting for their number to get called, essentially. Um, and so if they do, in fact, get injured or going, like you said, they're questionable. Major one that I always see is that red dot that red circle that means your player is now on injury reserve and it's so sad to see that on your on your lineup and you're like oh no <laughs> so i mean you what have <laughs> then you have to look at the little the little blurb that the whatever online platform that you're using will actually tell you what your injury was for that player and why they are now out and then also, if a player does get injured, but there's it's not a season injury, uh, or a season-ending injury, they might be able to do a couple workouts or maybe sit out a game or two and do some rehab. And so then maybe you should, instead of just letting them go entirely, you could just keep them on the bench until they're healthy again and then switch them back into your starting lineup. Yeah, definitely. There's some patience that's part of it because if your second round pick ends up, you know, getting a hammy or hamstring that's sore for a couple of games, uh, or like right now, if you have Michael Thomas, I mentioned earlier, he didn't play or he left early the first game of the season. He's out the second game. Please don't drop Michael Thomas because a savvy player like myself is going <laughs> to scoop him up he comes back in week six yeah i'm gonna say championship because you just gave me the best receiver in the league as you were 
impatient. So you have to gauge the player, which, um, you know, let's say when you draft somebody, they have a value, right? Like you took your first round pick, you've got a value. And if you, you, you need to like honor that value. So you can't overreact when he gets, you know, no points for your first week. Uh, you need to be patient through the second week. And if it's been the week five, six, and he's, a, you know, a bust, as they call it, in the fantasy football world, then, yeah, maybe you're trying to trade him away and get what you can. Or, yeah, it's just cut ties. But you have to be patient with, the, you know, the investment you put into your players. Really gauge their situations and make a decision from there. And so to your point that you do – in addition to having a strategy of how you're going to play, you have to have an element of patience because some players are going to produce right away and then others, it might be hit or miss. And I know right now I have a player that's uh, Odell Beckham Jr. for the Browns. And that was a hot, a hot topic last week. Uh, on some of the fantasy football shows and they go, well, week one wasn't the best. If he doesn't produce week two, then, you know, we might have a problem, but we got, it's also the fact that they were saying that Baker Mayfield wasn't looking so great. Um, and for those of you who don't know who those players play for, they, they play for the, the Browns, which, um, I believe they had a winless or an almost winless season a couple of years ago. Yeah, a couple of years ago, I think they were you know, one in fifteen, zero in sixteen. They hailed from Cleveland, you know, lovely city in the Midwest or wherever you call it. I don't know. I've never been, but yeah, the Browns are the like the sad sack team of the league, and they traded, they they drafted Baker Mayfield, you know, out of Oklahoma, the Heisman Trophy winner, savior type player. They, they're surrounding him with talent like Odell Beckham Jr. They traded like two first-round picks for. They signed Jarvis Landry, another talented receiver. They got two running backs that you can start on any fantasy football team right now. Signed Austin Hooper, tight end to the richest tight end contract in league history until uh, a couple of weeks later someone else beat it. So they're throwing a lot of money around to like get out of this woeful thing and yeah after one week people were freaking out and that's interesting too because there are some real die hard you know sports fanatics or sports fans uh for not just football but basketball and baseball and hockey or and soccer but it's interesting to see who people pick as their number one overall draft or they there's players that people will lose their minds or they will do anything to get that one player and i know that in years past in my other league uh there's players that had to go the first round because it was their favorite person and like in sport and then we had other players that were like don't you dare pick that player because we're not gonna have him represent our league and i'm like what what are people these are they're just players like they're just wearing a jersey but 
like you said, it it's it's more than that. People are very passionate about their players. People are very passionate about their teams. They're very passionate about their names of their team. And it's a very eclectic group. People come from all walks of life. And I find it so interesting and fascinating when uh, people get really, really into it. And they get really, really upset if they don't get the certain players that they want. Or um, certain players do... Uh, end up getting injured or they're not productive. And I know right now a couple people are losing their minds because they're like, oh, Tom Brady and Gronk. Yeah, they're not playing for the Patriots anymore, but they're together in Tampa Bay. Things are going to be fine. And then we had the two oldest quarterbacks to ever play the game, Tom Brady and Drew Brees. So we had the Saints and, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers playing each other. And I, I wonder what the spread was in Vegas of which oldest quarterback was going to win. And I'm a big fan of Drew Brees that I've always been a big fan of him because obviously we're from San Diego and he used to play for us and we traded him away. And, and to, your, to your point that we were not patient, he got injured and they're like, oh, he's done. He'll never throw a ball again. And then he gets picked up by the Saints, and now he's a hall. Of, he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, that's that's how it goes, really. You know, um, it's easy to underestimate because these players are so competitive, and they're, you know, there's certain of them that are just at a different tier, and that's the ones that are in the Hall of Famer, the ones that have overcome the biggest obstacles and you know the make the most out of their situation. So. It's kind of crazy. That's true. You know, you have to like think about that with fantasy too, because you'll have a hometown team for a while that San Diego had, and you knew if you wanted a Charger, you had to pick them early for a while. Right. Not the case anymore. But those are all the things you have to think about. Like you're exactly right. You know, there's you know people are taking things personal. They're you know, they're really driven by the player that won in the league last year. They want that guy. <laughs> yeah. And if you snipe one of them before they get them, then get ready for the trade proposals. They're going to come hot and fast. So, again, if you want to change up your team, so just because you pick a certain, certain players at the beginning on draft day, which you mentioned is your favorite day of the entire year, it's the day that you look forward to the most, and th so let's say you get a couple games in and a player gets injured or something happens. Um, what are other options that you can do to get new players to replace ones on your team? So, yeah, you know, so let's say you, know, you start the season, every player that's on the active roster is available. And so they're picked throughout the draft. There's six rounds, 12 teams, whatever, all those players are then gone, and whoever's left is on the waiver wire. The waiver wire is pretty, like, it's pretty detailed. It's got, you know, sorted by position, sorted by projected score, sorted by score of whatever they scored last year. Um, and so my best strategy to that is, you know, I have a watch list, which ESPN allows you to, like, click a flag on the guy and say, <laughs> This is going to be like part of the, you know, my B team or whatever that I'm going to keep an eye on. And so for me, that's, you know, uh, rookies that, you know, might get more opportunities when 
older players are not performing or injured, or um, players like positions I've got low depth at. So if I picked one tight end, I know at least one week my tight end's not going to play, he's going to have a bye week. So I want to have bad bye week and a player that's got good matchups that's on the waiver wire I might be able to scoop up when that time approaches. So that's usually first step, waiver wire, come with the strategy. And then two, yeah, you can propose trades. So if you know somebody uh, that's one of your league mates is a big fan of a player or you have a player that's performing like outstanding the first couple of weeks and you're like, this is too good to be true. <laughs> you can trade them. You can say you can sell high on this stock of a player that's, you know, just scored outside of his actual realm of keeping uh, consistent throughout the uh, season for another player that maybe is struggling at the beginning of the year or someone you wanted all along but couldn't get. So um, there's a lot of strategy to that, too. That's probably the most difficult part because a trade's difficult to pull off. Both people have to be happy and agree to it. You can't just scoop them up. If you think of how many teams are in the NFL, you have uh, the AFC and the NFC, and you have each each team has, was it 52? Yeah, 52. 50, yeah, 53-man roster. 53, I think. 53. Okay, so each yeah. team has 53 players rostered. All of those players are eligible to be drafted for them to be able to play in a fantasy team. So there's so many different players and it's fun. I think to see the rookies that are coming out of nowhere that are kind of given their shot and they have a really productive game and then they just completely annihilate anyone that comes in their path. And so as you're going through your fantasy season, as you progress through the football season, your team gets to compete against other players, or excuse me, other teams in your league, and you'll have a win-loss record. And then just like football goes to playoffs, your fantasy team goes to playoffs. So that definitely is an exciting time of getting to playoffs. I've never won any of my fantasy football leagues. I've gotten to playoffs and I've gotten real close. And I know that last week I sent you a screenshot of how close my points were. And it was less than uh, one point. It was like 0.03. It was three tenths of a point that I was losing by. And I was like, if I lose by three tenths of a point out of all these players, I'm going to lose. And again, that's the competitiveness in me. I'm going to lose my mind. And then, um, luckily I, I had one player that just, they, you know, pulled a rabbit out of the hat. He, he had an interception and, you know, had a pick six and I was so excited. And I was watching the TV and I was screaming cause I was like, go, go, go. Because I didn't really care about the game. I didn't really care whether, the, I mean, I think the team that he played for is still lost the game, 
But the fact that that one play, <laughs> but that fact that one play allowed, just pushed me over the edge. And I was so elated. I was so happy. I was so excited. <laughs> <laughs> and so when, when you, the league is going into playoffs or uh, when the league is going into that final round to see who's, who's going to win the trophy or not. I mean, that's, that's an exciting time, right? Yeah, I have to agree. That's, you know, because you're going to have the front runners every year. You're going to have the teams that are, you know, maybe not, you know, lossless, like they're, you know, undefeated, but, you know, have most points scored, um, best win loss. And then you're going to have the teams, there's going to be this big pack of people that are all, you know, maybe a little over 500, right out of 500. And, that's when you figure out who's like who's the fakers and who are like the the real teams to be you know looking out for. So I know I missed the playoffs in the last week last year, and I had some of the best players in in fantasy. I had Lamar Jackson. I had um, you know Austin Eckler, who like players that came out of nowhere. Like those are the players that usually propel you to a championship, but. Not this guy. And is there is there a protocol if someone doesn't get to their lineup before the game starts and they have an empty slot or they have a player that is inactive? What happens? Well, uh, if you read before you join the league, I send you a text of our league rules, and it was extensive and like <laughs> iphone lets you like see your text message and it was just like a box and cut off like it was so much yeah we've and, and it's sad to have these leads these rules <laughs> for people that aren't attentive to their teams but yes um there is a bi-week penalty where you pay an extra ten dollars um and that can go to the league winner there's a pay me late for the draft buy-in penalty there's um other penalties are there uh, the injured one's difficult if you have somebody we've been trying to figure out like an injured player one because it's happened a guy was ruled out friday night now, if you see your lineup on sunday that's just shameful like why are you not taking that guy out uh but it's tough because players will be ruled out an hour before the game and like that's kind of hard to like say hey you didn't check your team 45 minutes before the game started and they got locked in your lineup and there's nothing you can do as you mentioned earlier once the team the game starts like it doesn't matter what happens you can't switch them out or make any moves so uh those are like parts of the rules of the league every league needs to have good rules you know when the trade deadline are is fundamental ones um when you can pick up and drop players um you have to figure out if, well, if a trade goes up and it's accepted, is that a fair trade? Are you going to allow people to veto an unfair trade? We have spouses in our league. Uh, we have <laughs> family members. Like, I can't tell my cousin that we're going to split when I win if you trade me your best players. Like, that shouldn't be allowed. So, yeah, every league needs to have rules. And for when someone does indeed and you've mentioned this before, and I know this is a hot topic, especially when it was on draft day, 
and I actually got to be, uh, well, in, in this instance, this year we were, I was in the draft room, um, not at the draft party because of social distancing and things like that. Um, but that there's the bragging rights that there's typically, like you had mentioned before, there are certain people that you play in the league with that you're like, I don't care if I lose every game as long as I win one and it's against this person or I don't care what happens as long as that person doesn't win and it's it it gets really serious but we're all good friends and it's it's for fun it is competitive but it is fun yeah I definitely agree it's all fun and everyone I used to have like rivalry set up where I'd say, you know, when one person faces another, that's a rivalry because they're spouses. And I named it like loser cleans the kitchen type of like matchup, you know, silly stuff like that. And um, it's definitely when you see who you're facing that week, it, it can be different. It can be like, oh no, if I lose to them, it's embarrassing. Or it can be like, I have to beat them at all costs. It just and it can be their worst season ever, where they go, you know, they don't have a solid team, or it can be when they're really have like one of the best teams in the league. Uh, but it's just it's that person, you know, like oh man, they've won the league three times or something, or they're just you know, if you lose to them, you'll hear about it. Like there's a lot of different you know <laughs> variables to each matchup. And when someone does, in fact, win the league, they get at you mentioned before that there is a custom trophy. Yeah, it's a, it's a big bronze football that looks like kind of like the Lombardi trophy, but much cheaper. Custom plaques on it for every winner since the league started. That's a big part of winning. You get that trophy, you get to keep it from when you, you, know, you get paid and uh, to the next season when you are dethroned, basically. And then you get bragging rights and then our league, um, my wife suggested, because she had a league with her work friends that did this, where the winner of the league gets to rename the loser league, which mm. is great for the winner. That's cool. But it's also like, if you're not going to win the league, you can't just not show up anymore. You have to still, you should keep checking your team till the last minute on the clock in week 16. Uh, of the NFL season, or you might end up something horrid as your team name for the next season. That's another thing that people take a lot of time and effort is into their individual team name. And as you mentioned for for your league, that you actually get your name on the trophy. So you might want to take some, put in some thought, maybe some effort. Don't be, you know, team two or... In years past, there was someone who was just, you know, the San Diego Chargers. And I'm like, why are you here? Original. It was frustrating to lose to a team that you knew there wasn't any kind of, there was no love. There was no no thought, no effort behind it. And then all of the time and effort that you put into your team and then you lose, you're just like, oh, Why? Why is this happening? Why do I even try? And I think that you have to have fun with it because at the end of the day, 
it's it's all by chance because you have no control over coaching decisions and and you feel as though as a sports fan a diehard sports fan who's enthusiastic and that you're screaming at the tv as if they can hear you <laughs> and i just i you know i i feel so does does it help it's like do you not hear me do you not hear what i'm saying <laughs> Or when people, you know, put their rally hats on, their rally caps. It's the same thing. Oh, you yeah, want to be a, yeah. you want to be a participant. You, you, you know, maybe you have um, a ritual. Maybe you always wear, like you said, you you mm -hmm. have your custom football jersey from years past when yeah. from the league, and maybe that's the jersey you always wear. You wear the same pair of shoes, and I hope that people wash <laughs> their socks. Yeah, that's true. Um, with fantasy, uh, every draft I wear my, my custom jersey uh, for my favorite personal NFL team, the 49ers, for their run last year, I would go and like think, okay, so they've been winning. What was the shirt I wore during the you know the last game? I should probably wear that shirt again. I, I did. It crossed my mind absolutely. So that's. You know, there's some superstition, there's luck, there's all these things that you have no control over, but you still put your heart, your soul, blood, sweat, tears uh, into, you know, you're making lineup decisions and you're either going to feel glorious or regretful after you know, Monday night. And again, do you, for, for fantasy football, that obviously you're passionate enough to, to be a commissioner. Um, are you getting paid a, a salary like a typical our other commissioners <laughs> do? Uh, no, I, I'm uh, personal enjoyment. Uh, I actually had a joke. Um, my, one of our league members for being such a great commissioner gifted me a 600 NFL trivia questions book um, at one of my daughter's birthday parties. And then, you know, her spouse was also in the league like, that's unfair bribery. You cannot give him a gift. Like, oh, oh I can't. You know, it's not, I'm not going to be able to do anything to reward her for that. You know, uh, even what your draft slots all up the luck with a bingo cage operated by a six-year-old. Like, it's there's really nothing you can do unless you can be Marty McFly and get that sports almanac to really cheat at fantasy football and so at the end of the day it is a fantasy and it is luck and you do really not have any control except for who is on your list and who you choose to move you have to actually press those buttons to move the arrows for to move them in or move them out and if you want to take a chance on someone just like a real coach was uh, you, you, you can, yeah. or if they're not being productive, just like a real coach, you can just say, oh, sit down. You got to take their helmet. <laughs> so, um, any advice that you would give someone who has never participated in a league or maybe, um, just some little tidbits, uh, for someone who's just starting, that's not a veteran fantasy football participant <laughs> or commissioner like yourself. Yeah, it's hard to say. Like, so many of the sites are set you up for success. They tell you when someone's hurt. They give you projected points. So when um, 
Tuesday rolls around, Tuesday morning, who knew? That's a big day for fantasy football. Um, you can see the projected points for each player for the next game. So if you see a guy in your lineup that's projected for three points, a couple things are happening. Either he's hurt and may not even play, or he got demoted and somebody's starting over him. So look at your projected points. Look at um, having a roster that sets you up for success. You can look at your league and see, okay, if there's one quarterback – but I can do a running back and three of these things they call a flex, which could be three more running backs. So, And running backs are traditionally the position that will score you a lot of points, along with wide receivers, obviously. Uh, so try to load up on those guys because they fluctuate. They start off hot or they just don't have it off the, the line of scrimmage anymore and – they're not going to produce this year, so keep a look at that. Set yourself up for success with having the right you know, players, even not in your lineup, but also on your bench. And so I would say, like the coach does, every week look at your whole roster top to bottom. Why do I have this backup kicker? I don't need him. Cut him and get another running back <laughs> when you know your kicker had his bye week already, I guess. So... Um, just try to have some strategy, but also do things that will set you up for success long run, not just this one week. Right. So see the big picture or maybe make sure you have certain players that are going to play against each other, you know, against that, that rivalry team that you have coming up. So I, I, yeah, I am again, I'm so excited that I'm in the league this year officially. I'm super excited to be playing against you this week. Um, and I, you know, as competitive as I am, and as long of a time that we've known each other, and you know that I am probably one of the most competitive people out there, that <laughs> just know when you see my numbers and I'm losing that I'm screaming at my phone. I want that trophy. I want it. I want it on my mantle. I do. And uh, if I do win, you're going to have a really hard time getting it back. You're going to have to pry it from, from my hands. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. When anything you earn in our league, you earn. And, you know, you get to hold on to it, enjoy it. There is even a rule if someone breaks the trophy, they have to replace it. So there's like, you know, because people get crazy when they're celebrating, drinking, you know, who knows what out of it. And uh, you know, if it was a Stanley Cup, but this isn't the case in this trophy. But uh, you got to have those things in place. But, yeah, I believe it. You know, if you are dedicated all year and you actually are successful at the end, absolutely. You know, hold on tight. Because <laughs> it's, it's going to be. Emotional roller coaster, absolutely. Because it's not just bragging rights. And it's not just about the trophy, but it's also about the money. Yeah, a little. <laughs> I wouldn't book a vacation yet, but, you know, you could once you win it. I uh, I do expect uh, a, a nice little wrap-up, a nice little ceremony, a, a trophy ceremony, so to speak. Uh <laughs> 
<laughs> but uh, I I do appreciate you taking the time to, to talk about fantasy football, to talk about sports, to talk about something that you're passionate about, um, and that y you participated in for almost 20 years, and that you got the kids involved, we've got friends and family and extended family and then roommates and uh you know it's it's such a uh bonding experience and it's a way for everybody to get together to communicate to talk to each other and then just just have fun absolutely yeah it's, it's a lot of fun it's something that you look forward to every year um, people that you don't see as often as you'd like to keeps you like together. Um, and and if Heather wants to be on the waiting list, I'll be happy to add her. <laughs> Just so you know, I think if you do do that, it, it's essentially going to be me running two teams. You... <laughs> so well, I I don't I don't think that's the <laughs> I don't think that's the best idea. <laughs> Lace is out, right, guys? Am I right? Ankle is Einhorn. <laughs> it's <laughs> that'll move the chains. <laughs> oh man, I love that one. <laughs> <laughs> we can go all night with this. Wait, wait, wait. Strong side. <laughs> I really, I really liked the commercial for Gatorade um, with J.J. Watt, where they gave people Gatorade for free, and then they walked away and were anonymously enjoying their Gatorade, and J.J. Watt just comes out of nowhere and tackles people and screams that they didn't earn that Gatorade. Oh, my gosh. In incredible oh my gosh fantastic i he's love good, that he's a good follow on twitter he's funny <laughs> but yeah i mean that's maybe i i was thinking and i and i sent this to you and maybe we can do this next year is when they do the player intros when it's a big game like the Thursday night football game the the game of the week America's game of the week um they show the players arriving at the stadium and walking in and I, I <laughs> that was pretty cool yeah I was like oh man these 15 year olds are really serious with their suits uh, they're all their big pickup trucks oh, that was really cool yeah. And one of our league mates really wanted me to, like, he was like, yeah, we should have intros. We should have intros. And I'm like, eh, yeah, that'd be cool. And uh, for a second, I'm like, oh, maybe I can, like, pick out a song for each person. But when it came down to it, I just got so excited with the draft. I started, like, ranking my players three times too many times. And, yeah, well, definitely next year we'll, we'll have to get creative. Well, ideally, we'd all be in one place walking in the door with our intro. Yes. And, and the video that we're referencing um, was posted by ESPN. But what was the kicker, that what was so funny to me, is that it was the same three cars over and over again. And it was obviously the oh, parents. Oh, oh. 
the parents' vehicles, and then also yeah. there was the 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 one uh, teenager that rolled up on the mini the kid bike with the with the tassels, and then he looks around and he throws yeah. the bike into the bushes, and then straightens himself up before he walks <laughs> in the door. And I was just like, classic, classic. I love Everlink's it. Everlink's got that wild card. You know, Everlink's got that one person you're like, I don't know what to expect from this dude. So, <laughs> it's fitting. It's accurate. That's the one you gotta look out for. Yeah. <laughs> you might pay you late and then might win it and never ask for the money. <laughs> it's a wild card. Who, who forgets about the money? That, that Come on. I <laughs> But again... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Robert, again, uh, thank you so much for for being on the podcast, for uh, sharing some insight, um, having a couple laughs, and uh, maybe uh, giving away some of your trade secrets for fantasy football. Um, are you going to be retiring from being a commissioner anytime soon? Is somebody going to be coming after your job? <laughs> Uh, not, not this league. I don't think so. Maybe, um, like you mentioned earlier, if it's somehow the league's passed on to all of the offspring from everyone in the league, maybe, uh, you know, my oldest has expressed some interest in fantasy football, but, uh, probably just because she liked the jerseys or something silly, but no, no, I'm, I'm just sticking at it and that's one thing for me. Like, what can I do the next year to make it more fun? I've done a lot of different, like, gifts and custom-made silly stuff for the people in the league. So that the longest 2021 is in some weird if-and-maybe kind of league. Expect that when you come back next year. Something fun, something different. So maybe we, if there's enough kids, we could have a league for the kids. Absolutely. Would you say it would be okay. a league of their own? Yeah. Uh, I think I already know who of my kids would be Peach. Is that her name? No, George Peach. Which is the one, the, the Madonna character? I know. I have a Madonna in my family. <laughs> one of the middles, they're always trying to be the fashionable one. Always, always getting in the mix. Always getting in the mix, yeah. but <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, I enjoy. I can talk about sports and fantasy football all night, and I uh, appreciate you having me on. And uh, yeah. uh, but let me let me after Courtney was on, I remember uh, thinking, "Oh, Courtney's on. What could I be? What could I be the expert <laughs> in?" And I thought of fantasy football, and I thought of Christmas. So I thought I'd know. Yay! Ooh. <laughs> And so, as we run down the field and cross into the end zone, creating a touchdown and commence with a celebration dance, we say thank you, Robert, for joining us on this episode of I'm Not Complaining. I'm just asking for you to check your fantasy lineup before the game starts, please. I beg of you. <laughs>